Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and another gorgeous podcast from down here, Bondi Beach. We're walking along in the soft sand. It's uh, just after six. Oh, not so busy down here at the beach this morning. I think it's a little cooler. Probably didn't sleep as well as they could have. Uh, but anyway, here we are. And uh, the gym classes are going. The sun is sort of trying to get up out of the out of the clouds in the horizon. The uh, netting boat is clearing out the shark nets for whatever debris they caught overnight, resetting them. And uh, yeah, so here we are. It's a bit cooler than uh, normal. And uh, I think today the top temperature is 33, 34 degrees. So it's going to ramp up pretty quick. What's your routine today? Did you get up early? Did you get out? Sometimes, uh, for example, this morning I had planned to go for a, a one-hour bike ride before my first coaching call, and uh, I woke up and I just wasn't quite in the mood for it. And geez, it's hard to decide sometimes, isn't it, whether it's just pure, unadulterated laziness, whether it's that glass of wine I had last night from that uh, may not have been of the best quality, although I spent a lot of money on the wine. Uh, it just didn't taste fantastic. Whether it was that, whether it was the dialogue I had with my partner before going to bed, it wasn't quite eye to eye. Going, hmm, should I or shouldn't I? And of course, that's the difference between business people and professional athletes. Because the professional athlete definitely has to say, I should. And the professional business person might, might back away and go to perform today uh, at my best. Maybe a walk would be better than a run. Maybe uh, a slow swim better than a fast one. Maybe just uh, a slow bike ride instead of a ocean swim with my mate Sidon. There's a backing off the intensity some mornings for an executive. Now, I know if you remember the story I told about Jimmy, my kayak coach, just for those who haven't heard it, Jimmy, uh, I invite Jim to come to corporate presentations that I do, and he presents as a potential keynote speaker for the company. And uh, Jimmy went to the Atlanta Olympics with the Australian team as a kayaker in the K Kayak 4, K4. And uh, they got into the final, which was, I think, the first for an Australian crew or something. Pretty extraordinary anyway. And they did really, really well. After Atlanta, it was, of course... Sydney Olympics, 
and Jimmy, as soon as Atlanta finished, set his sights on the Sydney Olympics, which is where he lives, which should be his cake, given that you're in the boat for Atlanta and you did so well. Anyway, in the trials for the seat, for all the seats in the K4, uh, Jimmy missed out on the seat in the K4 by one one thousandth of a second. Now, at the speed of a K4, which you can just about uh, ski off the back of, at the speed of a K4, that's about the width of a pencil line drawn on a piece of paper. It seems in all, for me anyway, that I would have to call that a draw. <laughs> You'd be looking for a more clear demarcation between first and second, but Anna Mears missed out on the gold medal in uh, London Olympics by that exact width going at twice that speed. So a thin pencil. These are photographs that they enlarge and enlarge and enlarge. So anyway, Jimmy missed out on Sydney Olympics by one one thousandth of a second. And Jim's keynote story is it's not about what you do, it's what you don't do that's important. So in the story of leading up to Atlanta for four years, Jim and his family, Jim got up every single day, 4am, rain, hail, shine, freezing cold, hot, cold, warm, whatever, and went to train. No matter how tired he was, every single day, he went to the gym. He pedaled his kayak in the rain, hail, shine, storm, thunder. He went to the gym, rain, hail, shine, storm, thunder. And then in the evening, he swam or did whatever he needed to do to recuperate to prepare himself for the next day. And on that basis, Jim got in with the K4 for the Olympic Games. The following year, leading up four years, leading up to the Sydney Olympics, Jim did what I did this morning. He woke up, looked out and went, floor. boom, bloody hell. And he skipped what he believes to be eight to ten training sessions over the four years. And when Jim crossed that finishing line in the trials and was not included in the team for the Olympic Games, which was his dream, he knew difference between winning and losing were those eight to ten days that Jim woke up and said, nah, I'm not going to do it. Those eight to ten genuinely were a reflection of just how much commitment and discipline 
Jimmy was putting into even the days he did go, they weren't 110%, just like the days he didn't go, when he slept in or just went back to bed or excused himself. Most of us, we're not Olympians anymore. Most of us are recreational sports people who could perform at an elite level, that's good, but we're recreational sports people. And I think we nearly really need to remember that, that we are recreational sports people. There's a TV show on the ABC, iView, called You Can't Ask That. It's great. And they interview uh, many, many people, uh, different shows. And one of the shows they interview are, are Olympians and Paralympians. And it's fascinating to hear the stories of sacrifice and what it's cost them all. Raylene Boyle's on it, and she's amazing. Ex-Australian Olympic swimmer. Um, so, I think this is leading up to something, isn't it? I think the, the question is not whether we go training in the morning or don't go training, but whether we have discipline around our gym work or not gym work. We're Olympians of business. And sometimes we apply would be the equivalent of Jimmy uh, learning chess and applying the discipline he needed to apply to kayaking the same, applying it to chess and thinking that it was going to get him a gold medal. You choose your amateur blum, your big mountain. You choose what you want to be, what excel at. And I would strongly suggest that's going to be your work. And then you work out what training and what disciplines and what processes and what daily routines and what things where you don't give yourself an option. There's no should I or shouldn't I. There's exactly what Jimmy's talking about for Atlanta. There is just, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I do. Instead of like the Olympics, should I or shouldn't I. In your business career, what things do cause you to hit and get a gold medal. What other things? And I strongly suggest you align them up. The no options, the every days, the uh, it's 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 not a it's not an option. Things that you must do in order to be a success in your field. Many, many, many of them. Many, many, many of them are about your ability to turn up with a client 
many, many, many of them are about your ability to deliver dopamine to a client, to define yourself in the language of your client as to what will give them happiness and satisfaction. Many, many of them involve excellence. And if you're not careful, many, many of them involve more time than there are hours in a day. Which is a problem, isn't it? And so, just like Jimmy had to, just like Jim, you have to work out what's, what's the training, what's the event. Because for Jim, there could be thousands of hours of training every day. There's a point where the training doesn't add value to the performance. There's a point where what you do outside of the office doesn't add value to your deliverable to the client. To your amateur lamp. <clears throat> and I think the refinement of this process, the, the negotiation with yourself as to what is my number one goal. What's my number one goal? What's my gold medal at the end of the next four, three, four years? What's my gold medal? Second part is what training do I need every day that I can't sacrifice? And that's not physical, not sport, because sport keeps you healthy. You're not a professional sports person. You're a person who uses sport to stay healthy. That's really important to contextualize that and not get caught up in the ego. But have fun in your sport. And that can include, for some people, competition. For me, it doesn't anymore. I just can't be bothered hurting myself to compete against other people for a trophy which has no link to anything except the trophy itself. And I don't need uh, competition to drive me to get up in the morning and come down here to the beach and have a swim. I'll do that whether I compete or not. So the refinement of the process of getting Jimmy to the Olympics and the refinement of the process of getting you to your gold medal and working out what you can, can say should or shouldn't to based on time availability, it's really important. And the Olympians in the TV show I talked about they talked about not going to parties and missing out on Christmases and losing a lot of friends in the process of winning a gold medal. And I think the same applies to business people who want to win a gold medal. They lose a lot of friends and may even, may even cost them their relationship, as it did to some of the Olympians. You have to work out what is your gold medal? What is the cost? What are you willing to pay for it? Because if you get, don't get selected for the Sydney Olympics, if you don't get selected for your Olympics, it's an awful feeling to be like Jimmy. Just to round off this podcast, um, Jimmy tells an awful story. And the awful story is, after the Atlanta Olympics, even though he didn't win a gold medal, he was in a brilliant um, 
crew that did really well, and he was proud of himself. And he slept soundly. Slept soundly every night for the next two or three years. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. Didn't have any emotional ups and downs, didn't have any depression. But after losing selection to the Sydney Olympics for three years, he had insomnia. He had what's called regret. Regret sits underneath doubt, and doubt sits underneath dis disturbed mind states. And disturbed mind states state sit, sit underneath failure. Because we just don't believe in ourselves anymore. We, we know we haven't performed and we know we're not going to perform at our best because we're compromised. I love Jimmy's story. It's a very, it's a very brave story to tell an audience because it's at his own personal cost. I see Jimmy every day nearly uh, down at North Sydney training young people and he's a tough coach. Tough. He trained me out in Sydney Harbour every week and he's a tough coach. But he's a tough coach because he he treats you as if you want to win a gold medal in kayaking. And at the time I hired him as a coach and he's not cheap. I did want to win a gold medal in kayaking. Because I was in between businesses and I was uh, back in Australia from uh, New York and hadn't really committed myself to anything much, just writing books and I guess that was my gold medal and keeping myself inspired involved racing a kayak in the ocean. And even then I said I want to win a gold medal in the thing that I called my, my most important thing at the time. But right now, coaching you, presenting podcasts, doing this work, bringing the universal laws to the world is my gold medal. And so when I wake up this morning and go, should I or shouldn't I go out on a bike and ride the mountains around, the hills around Sydney? It's not a make and break question. The make and break question is, should I or shouldn't I? What, what do I need to do to freshen myself up, prepare myself for a big day of coaching and writing? And the answer is get outside, go for a walk, come down the beach, have a swim. And maybe later on today, about 10, 9 or 10 o'clock, when I do have a one-hour window, I'll jump on the turbo and give myself a little bit of aerobic training, which on a daily basis is really important for my goal of being a great coach. 20 minutes of aerobic every day, without fail. He's got to win a gold medal on the turbo, I can promise you, on the bike turbo. It's to stay aerobically fit, so I live long enough to enjoy delivering coaching and the benefits of it, which is success and happiness to the people I work with. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.